It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, the big show. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it, Country Jim, about, you know, we've done a lot of different things on this show. You know, we've we've talked a lot of a lot of different kind of uh, variations of music and country music and and, um, you know, bluegrass music and. And we've, we've touched on this before. We've touched on gospel music, and, and I think that's kind of the heart of uh, is where country music kind of came from, that and the blues. You know, you know we've talked about doing a, uh, a podcast about southern gospel quartets, southern yep. gospel music. But uh, as country singers mm-hmm. have, made their, have made their journey, there's at least a couple of major factors, I think, in them deciding to uh, uh, to perform and to record mm-hmm. some gospel songs. Yeah, songs about Jesus. Uh, right. And uh, a lot of times they would uh, record traditional hymns out of the old hymn books. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are some people? that made recordings of that alan jackson did mm-hmm. merle haggard did a, a gospel album in 1971 actually it, um he did a he did a song victory in jesus which uh, which i don't know if it was on that particular album but the victory in jesus was actually uh showed up on the country uh billboard charts don't know exactly where it was at but it, it got a lot of airplay so uh that was that was pretty big and and alan jackson like you say um and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Three Wooden Crosses. Mm-hmm. Randy Travis. Randy Travis. I think some other people have done that as well, right? Is that... Uh... Josh Turner has. But but Randy Travis did uh, a... Uh, well, let's let's talk about all that in a, in a kind of another way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the country singers uh, being on the road... Uh, having struggles with their own personal lives and the decisions that they were making mm-hmm. about uh, maybe alcohol and pills. And mm-hmm. and some of them uh, wound up in a, in a place that was, was quite a struggle for them. Mm-hmm. So there were a number of famous artists in country music who, uh, as the expression goes, had a uh, come-to-Jesus experience an epiphany. An epiphany. That's a good word. Uh, <laughs> I've been and, hanging around you for a long time, man. I made up all these good words, you know. Yeah. So some some of them uh, dropped out of uh, songs about mm-hmm. bar rooms and lost love, mm-hmm. and they uh, and they started playing at churches yeah. instead of concert they did. halls. Yeah. And they said, "I know. Uh, I became friends with Jack Green, mm-hmm. who was uh, a very big." Um, country star mm, he was and and he went through that uh, he went through that period and actually one thing that he he was still playing on the opry some the grand old opry in nashville tennessee for mm-hmm. our folks who are in foreign lands uh, and uh he would still be on the opry but he was also playing churches and so he actually took some of his country songs mm. and either he or someone else rewrote them uh, he, uh, I'm trying to think of, of one that he did that I can always remember, except for uh, 
except for right now. He did a oh, bunch. Yeah, he had a song called "There Goes My Everything," mm-hmm. talking about this lost love, you know. And so he started doing "He Is My Everything." He yes. wrote that right. uh, to to mean about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Connie Smith was a a very prominent uh, her her song that Bill Anderson wrote for once a day was yeah. a monumental hit mm-hmm. her first her first big hit actually right yeah and uh so she decided that she needed to uh, to preserve her sanity and her soul step aside to yeah to step aside and so uh, and so she did uh, there was a, a country music songwriter uh, who uh, really was enamored with her. I think he had romantic uh, uh, feelings toward her. Uh, the guy that, that wrote Why Me, Lord, what was his name? His name was Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Correct. Huh? How did yeah. I remember that? It's because we rehearsed it before we turned the turned yeah. this unit on here. Yeah, yeah we, we did. And Christopherson uh, had been a Vietnam uh, helicopter pilot. He was a veteran, yeah. And uh, so he came to Nashville and he wrote some, he wrote some monster hits. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. so... He became enamored with Connie, who at this one particular period was um, into the Jesus thing. Yeah. So uh, she was going to Jimmy Snow's church there in Nashville. Now, Jimmy Snow was the son of Hank Snow. Ah. And so a lot of the country artists would, uh, I say a lot, some of them would go to, uh, sure. to his church. Sure. So she invited... Uh, Chris mm-hmm. to go with her. Yes, and uh, one thing that we ta- you and I talked about doing uh, is recommending to our hearers that they Google or they go to YouTube and they find a lot of the the songs and the stories that we talk about. Absolutely. And uh, there's a story that Chris tells about going with her to Snow's church. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing you can't Google is the stories that Country Jim might tell, because some of those stories <laughs> may not be on YouTube and yeah. and are, are Google, either one. Yeah. But if they are, yeah. uh, they're true. Yes. And, and my stories, uh, some of them started off slow and then gradually tapered off. Tapered off, off yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> But he tells the story about yeah. being in that church service, mm-hmm. and they. Uh, I've heard this, and he from his lips actually. I heard this story from his lips. Yeah, Go yeah. Finish. I'm sorry, I didn't. No, two that, more sentences, and I'm sorry I interrupted <laughs> no, you. No, you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> you, you can. can him telling that story. Yeah, There's Willie Nelson fant- there and some other oh, people. Waylon Jennings, the whole shooting match. Yeah, yeah, while he's telling the story. Yeah, it's a great deal. And in fact, uh, he tells about. Uh, he just found himself going down front during the altar call, mm-hmm. as they call Walk it. Walk in the aisle. And he said that it was, it just, <clears throat> he just couldn't hardly believe he was doing that. It was yeah. unlike him to do that, right, he said. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And so. Uh, and this was in the, what, 70s or late 60s. I would say that's right. Somewhere along there. Yeah. So then yeah. as a result of that experience, he wrote a song entitled, Why Me, Lord? Mm. And will you indulge me? Let me read. I'm not going to sing it, but let me read the. Well, words you go ahead and do whatever you wish. Yeah, sing it, read it. It says, uh, "Why me, Lord? Wrap it. What have I ever done? Mm-hmm. 
to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known. Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving you or the kindness you've shown? Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it so. Help me, Jesus. I know what I am. Now that I know that I've needed you so, so help me, Jesus. My soul's in your hand. Man, mm. that is that is That's powerful. Powerful stuff there, isn't it? And wow. the second verse says, Tell me, Lord, if you think there's a way I can try to repay all I've taken from you. Maybe, Lord, I can show someone else what I've been through myself on my way back to you. Mm. Lord, help me, Jesus. I wasted it so. Help me, Jesus. I know what I am. Um I, I I just that that song speaks so powerfully to me, and uh, as I think about uh, those uh, those country singers who had had such a, a a passion for music. Oh yeah. And some of them, like uh, like Hank Williams Sr., were what I call tortured souls. Mm-hmm. They they uh, their songs were so. Yeah. Uh, sad. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, so for them, I think it's it's interesting. You you've got you've got some uh, of the country singers who were making their way fine with their music career, but they uh, they felt that it was a boost to their career to do a gospel project. Mm-hmm. But there were some yeah. who felt like that their soul needed to speak in regard to the struggles that we go through in life and, and how to how to find our way through life in a, a way that will help us and bless others. Mm-hmm. There was a song written uh, by Tommy Collins, and it was actually, actually, I'm sorry, let me reverse that. The song written by Merle Haggard about Tommy Collins. Tommy Collins was a writer in Nashville, and uh, he had written a lot of great songs for Merle and as, as the song talks about, uh, help Merle when Merle was down on his uh, luck. And, uh, and uh, Tommy left uh, country music to follow Jesus. Yes. Yes. And, of course, that song, Leonard, is yeah. all about Tommy Collins. Yeah, he moved he to Ocala, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was working with a church. Probably. While, while he was down there. Sounds about right. Uh, and I've seen videos. Again, you can go to go to YouTube and 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 you'll find uh, performances that he was giving in churches. Mm. Uh, and yeah. then and then uh, you know, uh, with some of them, like with Connie Smith uh, and with Jack Green, they they came back to country music. Sure, they, they did the mm-hmm. gospel church thing for a while, mm-hmm. and then uh, then they returned to. They found their way to the back. Yeah, I found. And their I way think back. the story goes that Tommy Collins did the same thing. Yeah. You know, he he found his way back to uh, writing uh, country songs again for yeah. Merle Haggard and many other people. I yeah. used to do a song of, of his called "How on a Hilltop," that was a Tommy Collins song. I, mm-hmm. I think maybe Buck recorded it also. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, who are some other people that? Uh, well, Johnny Paycheck. Believe it or not, he had a few songs out, uh, Outlaw's Prayer, which kind of talks about the uh, hypocritical 
uh, view of um, some people in uh, in the religious. Uh, well, actually, in, in, you know, not really the religion itself. It's just the people. It, it, it and you know, I've talked about this before. Yes. A lot of times, it's the people. It has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with the church. It's the people. And uh, he taught the song, or there is a recitation uh, about how he uh, went to uh, attend a church service. The people looked down on him because at that time, of course, he had long hair and. Um, a beard, and he had his sandals on, and of course his response to them wanting him to leave, didn't Jesus also have a long beard and, and hair and uh, sandals, you know, that kind of thing. So the kind of hypocritical... What was the uh, title of the song? Uh, Outlaw's Prayer. Outlaw's Prayer. And he, yeah. he did another song, too, uh, uh, we're going all down, let's all go down to the river. Yes. There's a man walking on the water. Yes. And we know his name. So yeah. he did that. He probably did some others too. But uh, uh, and also, uh, of course, Ray Stevens did some stuff. You remember Ray Stevens? You know, uh, piano pounder Ray Stevens. Uh, yes, but I don't remember any gospel stuff. Yeah, he did. He did a few things. Nothing probably that that would stand out. But yeah. of course, he said uh, uh, about the song on the radio. Um, I can't remember the name of the name of it now offhand here. Maybe I'll think of it before we get out of this thing here. But. Uh, and of course, the song that was probably has been sung by everybody. Uh, uh, I saw the light. Yes, yes. Uh, Hank Senior, Hank mm-hmm. Williams Senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a story I love to love to tell about that. Sure. And and uh, we may do a little bit of that toward the end. Okay. But um, who was the the country quartet? They started out in gospel music. Uh, Sattler Brothers, Oak Ridge Boys. One of them recorded a song that Johnny Russell had written called uh, They Baptized Jesse Taylor in mm-hmm. Cedar Creek last Sunday. Well, actually, Johnny did that song. I think the quartet did it also. They may have, but Johnny had the hit on it. Johnny yeah. had, the hit, had, the big, had the big song on it. And there could have been some other people. And I, only, I didn't look that up, but I know I when either. I printed it out, mm-hmm. it said either the Statler, at the top of it, it said either the Statler Brothers or... So they must yeah. have, they must and have. they may have did a cut on it and put yeah. it on an album, but I don't. It was never a hit. Johnny Russell did the hit on it, you know. I love the so, uh, the yeah. verse goes. Uh, they baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Jesus gained a soul, and Satan lost a good right, right arm. arm. Yeah. They all cried hallelujah when Jesse's head went under. Yep. This time he went under for the Lord. Yeah, that's a lyrics are great. Johnny yeah. Russell wrote some yes, some great great songs. And to balance it out he wrote uh, Rednecks, White Socks and Blue, Blue Ribbon, Ribbon Beer. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about uh, Long Black Train? Now this is a current more more a current song. Yes. From the 2000s from Josh Turner. It's very popular. Uh-huh. And, well, and uh, the, he wrote the gist song. of that song is that and again, I'll say this again, we want to encourage our listeners who may up. not be acquainted with a lot of this, mm-hmm. to uh, go to their phone and uh, look it up, computer and Google it or yeah. look it up. And uh, yeah. I spend I spend a lot of time researching yeah. and listening to music. Don't you? On I, I do. It, it, yeah. it, the funny story is, and we say go Google it. Okay, here's the funny story on that. I was listening to. Um, um, What's the guy that does the redneck? Uh, you you might be a redneck if uh, 
Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, he was talking about. Now we'll get his name in a minute here, but he was talking about uh, the fact. That years ago, when we would sit around and we were maybe watching TV or whatever, we're thinking, now, who's that actor on TV right there? And, of course, we couldn't Google it, you know. We'd just go, oh, okay, and we'd leave it, leave it alone. But now you're watching TV, you're thinking, well, is that guy still alive? And so we Google it to find yes, out if he's, if he's still alive, you I know. Do, so. I do that. I do that all the Isn't time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But it is what it is on that. Some other artists, uh, you mentioned Alan Jackson, Porter Wagner. And and we were just listening to a recitation that he did, and um, it was called uh, "Trouble in Trouble. the Amen Corner." Yeah, yeah, great recitation. I think him and uh, Bill Anderson had a had a running race to see who could do the most of those uh, yeah. recitations. You know. Yeah, there was an old man in the church. I think it's he said uh, his name was Ira, brother mm. Ira. Yeah, and he was getting old, and he was kind of. He was kind of messing up the singing in the choir. Right. Yeah. It was a fashionable church. Mm. Uh, so they sent a committee to his house to ask him to not sing anymore. Don't sing. Yeah. That reminds me of an old Andy Griffith show when they had Barney Fife singing in the choir. Yes. Remember that? Oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> had Jim Neighbors uh, dubbing over his voice or something like that. But anyway. Uh, and, you know, Merle Haggard had some sons. He had... Um, Marty and Noel and Ben and Ben and if I'm not mistaken I believe it's Marty that um does some singing in churches uh it was either Marty or Noel one or the other I can't remember which one but anyway so there you go you know some sons following uh in dad's footsteps doing some stuff there Ferland Husky had the big one on the wings of a snow white dove yeah you know uh he came across that song long before he recorded it mm. and uh he told the story. He said that uh, his producer, uh, he would go into, I think, Capitol Records. He would go in to, uh, to do a new recording, and he was wanting to record White Dove. Yeah. Uh, On the wings of a snow white dove, yeah. he sent his pure, sweet love. Yeah. A sign from above on the wings of a dove. Well, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, Tear it up. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said that his producer wouldn't let him record it. And hmm. the producer said... Uh, Ferlin, that's a gospel song. You are a country singer. Mm. But he said, and of course it became his number one hit when uh, he went in the studio one year. Yeah. And uh, providentially, another nice word, oh. providentially his producer. Was, Which means, wait a minute, now wait a minute. <laughs> providentially, what does that mean? Fortunately, um, God shined upon uh, him. And no. in other words, it okay. Was, I used to have a girl singer that would say she uh, when good things would happen, she would say, I'd rather give God the credit than I'd rather give God the glory than luck the credit. And, <laughs> and so that's uh, that's providence. Uh, okay. But uh, the uh, producer was supposed to fly in from L.A. doing some recording out, out there mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to record in Nashville. Right. And there was a storm and uh, he got stuck in dallas wow so uh Ferland said wow he can't be here let's record white dove and so then when the producer heard it he said oh yeah i, I get it we got mm -hmm. and that became i think that was his uh his biggest it was single. A signature of that and gone 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, Gone was a was a big one for him as well. But you're right. Wings of a Dove, I think, was the signature song that everybody thinks of when they think of Furland Husky. They think of yeah on the wings of a snow but, white dove. But, you know, somebody else that did a lot of gospel, and he's hanging right there behind you, Elvis Presley. Yes, he did. Yeah, Elvis yes, Presley did. did a. But I mean, he had a lot of um, gospel albums. Of course, he had the the Statesman that backed him up. You know, when yes. he toured. In fact, uh, uh, it was almost providential also. (laughs) You just love to throw them words out there. (laughs) The Statesman Quartet was a gospel quartet. They were. And and Elvis loved gospel music, and so Mm -hmm. for his concerts, he got the Statesman to tour with him and do do backup vocals. And so when the concert was over, they would gather around the piano, and they would sing gospel songs Elvis yeah. just really loved that oh, yeah. and somehow somebody I, I wish I knew the story about who made the recordings of those impromptu mm-hmm. sessions there's some actually video uh, floating around out there video of that and, as well yeah. and you can buy you can buy recordings <clears throat> of uh, Elvis mm. singing those with, oh, the, wow. with the statesman by just, the way uh, yeah just so your mind can be at ease Jeff Foxworthy. Whoa, hello. <laughs> that, that was the guy who did... Uh, Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff did, Foxworthy yeah, is the guy who yeah, did the uh, yeah, You Might Be a Redneck, redneck if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we fall right into that category, don't we? Yeah, we, yeah, we do. You might be a redneck if yeah. you can't remember Jeff Foxworthy's name. <laughs> That's the redneck right there, buddy, let me tell you that. And some of this... Got a little bit of dementia going on there. Yeah. Old-timers well. disease. It's a struggle, as you say. Well, it is a struggle. I, uh, <laughs> I don't really resent getting old because there was not a better opportunity. Well, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, you know, for a guy that's what? What are you pushing? I'll be eighty in June. Yeah. So you know, we're, and we're going to do a show on on that. We're going to yes, we're going to attend the party, and then we're going to we're just going to have a. I, I, who knows? There'll probably be a, maybe a gospel song or two sung there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there'll be a lot of musicians that have played with me through the years. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that, that's something upcoming we thought we'd just throw in there yeah. for the... June the 4th. For the heck of it. June the 4th. Be there or be squared. You know, one or the other. But yeah, a lot of artists have done the gospel songs and gospel albums. And um, there, there is actually even... And of course... Some artists who have done, uh, even some of today's artists, Cody Johnson uh, has a, a very faith-based yes. uh, lifestyle. Yes. yes. Uh, he talks about that quite a bit. Yes. And uh, He did a documentary, actually, with uh, the Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery, Texas. Yes, I have a son-in-law that, that's that. a yeah. musician there. Yeah, so anyhow, but... You know what? It's been a fantastic show. Just kind of talking about uh, you know gospel music in general. Are you going to try to do something for us to get us out of here, or what do you? Yeah, let me uh, let me go back to something that we said in describing this genre. Genre is that on the one hand you've got uh, the artist who took traditional uh, gospel songs mm-hmm. right out of the hymn book. I'll right. fly away and. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of those songs, mm. uh, "Amazing Grace" and oh, yeah. "Old Rugged Cross." Yeah. Uh, 
but then there were artists that wrote songs yeah. that were faith-based. I like I like that expression. Mm-hmm. And uh, some really good ones. Yeah, Skip Ewing was a, a favorite songwriter of mine and artist. And Skip mm-hmm. Skip Ewing wrote songs for um, George Strait and and mm-hmm. some other people. But there was one that uh, well, at one time he was a country singer. Yes, he did. He had had quite a few hits out, and you're going to do one of them. I don't know that it was ever a hit. Yeah, it was. was uh, it? Yeah, we played it. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, let me let me just get you. You go ahead and and, and get you tuned or what you got you got to do there. But if you want to talk about that, look it but, up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look up see what exactly what uh, he lives now in um, Idaho or somewhere. Lives up out in the wow. Great American West. Yeah. I would introduce this song by telling people a little bit about uh, a city that I have a, a, a pretty good history with, been to many, many times. I lived at two different, three different times in my life. I lived uh, within 150 miles of Nashville, Tennessee. It wow. was a home of country music. And you had artists who were on the Grand Ole Opry and who toured nationally and internationally, who lived in the Nashville area. And then you had, um, you had people who came to Nashville because they thought they had the talent, they certainly had the desire to make it big in country music. Right. And uh, they never got the breaks, whatever. And so there were up and down uh, the street there near where the Grand Ole Opry House was, the Ryman Auditorium, mm-hmm. there were little beer joints uh, and clubs yeah. that uh, singers could go in there and, uh, and play and sing their music and dream about being able to go around the corner and be on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. But, but then you had another class of people. Some of them were people that had tried to make it in music, and, and some were, were people who were just um, uh, broken souls, yeah. uh, people who, who lived on the street. Uh, every time, yeah, when I go to Nashville now, uh, I'll be stopped by people on the street asking for some uh, money, some assistance. And so Skip Ewing wrote this song. 1989. Did he? 1989. Yep, 1989. He may have wrote it earlier, but he sang it, yeah. and it was a top ten hit. It was. It well, was, yeah. I did not realize Yeah, that. it was uh, pretty and the fellow who And the fellow who wrote it with him, I think, was his lead guitar player on the road. It could did have been. You, did you see that? I didn't see that, but it could have been. That, that's that's probably, uh, you're probably correct on that one. Well, let me see. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don Sampson. Yeah, that's yeah, right. and Jimmy Bowen produced it, yeah. along with Skip. And here it so goes. It, uh, here it goes. Mm-hmm. He was an old hand at living, making his way. He smelled like old whiskey. He needed a shave. His home was an alley on Faith Avenue. If you had a minute. An hour or two He'd tell you the gospel According to Luke Luke carried his Bible In a crown royal bag 
wiped off his brow with a dirty old rag. He'd tell you straight out just the way he believed that faith in the good Lord is all that you need. I remember the morning he first preached to me. He said, give to your brother if he is in need. Offer up thanks for the gifts you receive. There's treasures in heaven for the generous few. And that was the gospel according to Luke. So I bought him breakfast at the Daylight Cafe. Biscuits and gravy, hot coffee and eggs. He was hungry and dirty, hadn't eaten in days. But I was the one there that felt out of place. When he folded his hands, bowed his head, said grace said give to your brother if he is in need offer up thanks for the gifts you receive there's treasures in heaven for the generous few and that was the gospel according He was an old hand at living and making his way. That's a good one. I like that. So there's a song that's, uh, is it a gospel song? Hmm. Uh, it's about a man of faith who made his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a different place than you and I make our way. Yeah. Well, you know, and and that's a good. What you were saying is is that really a gospel song? Well, there's a there's a couple of songs out there. You actually sing one of them, uh, "Sin City." Yeah. You know, is that a gospel song? Eh, not really. Uh-uh. It talks a little bit about maybe somebody's struggle that maybe they had. Yeah. Um, yeah. You talk about some. Uh, there's some other songs out there. Uh, that are really not gospel songs. They're called, and I can't remember, you had a good word for them, because uh, a lot of cowboy churches will maybe uh, play some of these songs, but they're really not gospel songs, like Sunday in the South, or... Yeah, Sunday uh, Morning Coming Down. Sunday Morning Coming Down, or... Yeah, yeah, they're really not, they're not gospel songs. No. But, but I guess they, in if you're, if you're a country country person at heart yeah you you kind of you know it's about life's journey well it is yes Um, that's true that's true yeah yeah anyway i tell you what man this has been a great one well you can listen to the big show on all major podcasting platforms such as spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast and so many more and remember you can support the podcast by subscribing and hitting the link below and of course if you do that you'll get a notification that there, uh, there's a new one out there, which we do that every every Sunday around two o'clock, and don't forget to share it with everybody you know. 
please, please. Absolutely. And we will see you folks on another one. Adios. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.